Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I was like prepping for Thanksgiving and I went to like, I have to dry out my bread for my stuffing. And I was like, oh, I'll just like pour these on a sheet pan and like put a a towel over them and I'll put them out in the sun. And then Indy was out there like trying to get to him. And I was like, what are you even doing? I better check on these. And then I opened it and there was like ants all over. (laughs) (laughs) That story had a twist. I was like, it, why would you? Why would you even put Indy in the vicinity of a pan full of dry bread? It, it That's was his up favorite on the meal. retaining wall, you know. I know it was up on the retaining wall. I mean, he's a sneaky garbage dog and was trying to get to it, but I was like, it was out of his reach. But then I was like, oh well, if Indy should the garbage dog didn't try to get this, then I wouldn't even have known there were ants all over the spread. I'm gonna make stuffing out of, and then Thanksgiving would have been ruined. Thank God for garbage dogs is all I have to say. So Thank are you God. just gonna are are you just gonna roll with it? and make like sort of an ant stuffing yeah <laughs> yeah it's my ant recipe <laughs> oh, <laughs> <dokey>, y'all. Well, you guys, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. Hello, I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin, and joining us once again. Hi, guys. It's me, James Dunn. Thanks for having me back on the pod, ladies. We miss you, dude. <laughs> miss he you needs too. no introduction because he already did his own. Exactly. Oh, did I you? pointed at him oh, and did... he knew to speak. It was great. If you had something like beautiful written up by all means no no <laughs> that was a compliment to you oh. everybody knows who you are at this point oh, you know on. we could just we could just sit here silently and just point at you and you maybe you could just do everything you could just do our voices and do impressions of us and do a whole episode on your own my impressions of you are a little unflattering i don't <laughs> <laughs> i believe it i i think it's believe i think it's, it I think it's very, uh, you know, James is our go-to. And when we're like, oh, you know, it's it always works out perfectly because we'll be trying to book someone else just to just to keep it fresh and whatever. But then you always end up showing up for like the perfect episode. And I feel like having a week of Thanksgiving show with you since we've I've participated in done gun Thanksgiving. Yes. In the past, we are a Thanksgiving buddy crew. We really are. And it's so sad. One of a, a picture just popped up in my memories of all of us sitting around on my like on one of my social media things of all of us sitting around the table and I was just like, uh <laughs> so, so sad. Everybody just looks beautiful. We made themselves up. We've got the food all around us. It's and it's just sad that we won't be able to do that this year. It's okay yeah. though. We do it it's so fine. that we can have more holiday That's gatherings what I'm in the future. I think we've spent James, I want to say you and I have spent like a good fuck so, like some 15 in the vicinity of 15 Thanksgivings together Heck yeah. in our lives. And uh, yeah, well, we'll just skip one so we can have another 15 because that's when I assume you're going to kick the bucket is 15 years from next year. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I quit smoking and now I'm started again. I'm smoking two cigarettes at once. What? <laughs> and I, th- I think fifteen years is about good. I'll be sixty-five. Oh my! No, I'll be fifty-five. No. Yes, yeah. I'll only be fifty-five. There'll be there'll be all sorts of machines and medicines waiting for me. I'll be fine. Machines and medicines. Oh my god! You you just you literally just look like a supercomputer on one of those dollies. We have to roll you around because it pumps your lungs for you. Welcome to Thanksgiving. <laughs> I am thriving. <laughs> 
Hashtag blessed. Um, I, my body is as weak as my wife's gravy. Ha 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 ha. I can't have turkey. Can only have my medicines. Ha ha ha. We do have some really fun uh, reactions to our last episode. Yes, though, we that do. We should talk about. Um, first one is from the missing gun reaction. So this little blurb <laughs> came in. Uh, just listen to the most recent episode with Drew Talbert and the story about the cops missing gun reminded me of something. I worked at an Irish pub in Seattle for a number of years and one of our bouncers was ex-military. We got a big crowd for the UFC fights and being an Irish pub, oh, we were God. crushed by an onslaught of Conor McGregor, uh, which is an Irish mixed martial artist who I, I fans. Anytime he would fight the bouncer left his backpack in the host stand and at some point during the night his backpack was stolen along with the gun we didn't know he had in it the backpack and gun were never recovered but he somehow went on to be jeff bezos bodyguard (laughs) what page six wrote an article about how hot he is this this article is amazing because they don't name him so we're not sure exactly who he is but he's so fucking handsome that people don't notice jeff bezos oh that's a good way to do it right it's it's like what a distraction because usually you'd be like who's that walking talking penis you know (laughs) and then you've got this like handsome sculpted Dolph lund Lundgren-esque male model who's just stealing your shine. Nobody wants to take out Jeff Bezos because you can't even see him. You're blinded by attractiveness. It's true. You're slipping on your own juices because they're just <laughs> pouring out of your body. Um, I'd like a mop, please. Oh my, he is so, so handsome. Moving on, uh, a little follow-up to last week's episode when at the end of the episode we just went off about leveling customers' tables, you know, the good old restaurant table wobble. Uh, so we had uh, Kara write in again. She she had to she had to let us know. She was like, we had these ridiculous Kino coasters with cork on the bottom and plastic on top. So once the drink would start to sweat, it would slide off. But they were the best for wedging tables. <laughs> so unintended use. She said we had gorgeous wide plank floors and none were even at all because the building was so old and had been um, two, and it was essentially two buildings stitched together after a fire happened. So nothing was flat in the entire establishment. She says, I knew to go around and pre-wedge during, during my morning shifts because the cleaner would undo them and move everything when he cleaned at night. Right. The fucking night porter always fucked up your wedge artistry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's talk about side work. Pre-wedging is something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who's that sounds it? like something a nerd does too, where he's like, "Well, yeah. I know I'm going to get it when I go to right. school today, so I may as well to, like, yank my underwear into up the there. area so it yeah it guides itself in the least painful fashion." See, that's Ugh. the thing. Do you pre wedge the tables so they're sturdy, or do you have, keep your tables wobbly so for every table you're a hero? I know. It's mm-hmm. I mean it's all about making that money. How do you do it? It is, and it just depends on my mood because I I have to say. Like I said last week, uh, it is a superhuman skill that we all are oddly, you know, proud of possessing. But it is so demeaning to grovel under their fucking table by their shoes and their feet. You're like, I've really, I've really sunk to this. Literally. Absolutely. This is a new low. Get your knees all scuffed up. Get some weird (laughs) shit all over your hands. I was going to say go into a John Malkovich portal when you're down there, too. Yeah. So. An option. And then get shot out on the Jersey Turnpike. All right. Well, I think it's time to read some some headlines, Brooke. Yeah, let's get into some headlines. Come on, James. Let's do it. Yes, uh, here we go. Yes, uh, here we go. Headlines. <laughs> it's my Leno. 
<laughs> it's so good. Okay, first story hitting home for me and you, James. So, I, I read Karina this, Montana yes. is a 25 year old single mother was fired from her job at an Omaha based sports bar and restaurant called DJ's Dugout after posting a video of Pete Ricketts, who is the governor of Nebraska, who has not issued a mask mandate with a group of maskless patrons, maskless patrons on election day. So basically, she pulled out her phone. She started recording for Snapchat and says, hey, Pete, where's your mask, Pete? Where's your mask, Pete? And then she put it on Snapchat. Uh, Then it went fucking viral on Twitter. Then she ended up getting fired because DJ's dugout policy is no phones on the floor. And that is what she was dismissed for. Isn't that convenient? Because we all know servers never look at their phones. Yeah. DJ's dugout is very strict, I'm sure, when it comes to playing like a candy crush on your break. But yeah, I watched this and... I got really pissed off. I got really pissed off. Well, you guys are Nebraska natives, and this guy is a goddamn nightmare. Talk about another walking, talking penis yes. looking dude. He, yeah, yeah. I uh, 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 Trevor Noah, call, oh no, wait, John Oliver calls him Dime Store Lex Luthor, which I think is incredible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But look, the guy is a ring kisser. He's a fool. Again, he won't tell people like to be safe to protect themselves and this is also a city where we're talking about like i'm i'm pretty certain the last i looked uh indoor dining is still open to 100 percent capacity it's so disgusting and you know obviously this server is getting a lot of pushback from the anti-maskers the trumpers everyone being like you deserve to get fired you disrespectful stupid server and then also other people being like oh the irony look at her with her mask down mask shaming rickets or whatever but she's like yo i was way 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 back in our in our break room cubby fucking alone yeah you know and he was surrounded Surrounded by elderly people in like a large group, no one masked. Sorry, it's not the same thing. She was not being irresponsible. And I hail her for calling his shit. And she was like, you know what? Please. People have been flooding this, uh, the dugout, whatever it's called. DJ's DJ's dugout. DJ's dugout. People have been flooding it, just just making fun of, berating, yelling at the owners, anyone who picks up. And she's really cool because she's like, yo, 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 you guys are like threatening the host. The host didn't do this. Right. They didn't fire me. She's like, I appreciate that you've got my back, but leave them alone. I don't want my job back, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I certainly wouldn't want to work there ever again either. Like, I was like, good for her good on her like she'll be fine you know um i assume there's probably a gofundme out there started there in her is honor yeah. yeah it's already cool. um that we can post essentially what she did was take out her camera and film something that she thought was it was it would be the same as like taking a video of like a a cord that's shooting out sparks you know it's like right. hey this thing's dangerous i would like to get this on camera to document it and i'm like being forced to work in these conditions or not being forced, but it's ridiculous because like it is, it should be a crime. I mean, because this ends up killing people. So you are acting like a fucking murderer, especially when you are negligent and in charge and playing with people's um, just access to information. That's actually smart. And helps for the greater good and keeps people healthy. Yeah. And on top of it, Karina, not only being a single 25-year-old mother, has fibromyalgia. So she's putting her risk on many levels every day just to be able to make ends meet for herself, her child. I mean, there's so much to fucking unpack here. It's unbelievable. Also, I've I've been to DJ's Dugout Burgers. Eh. (laughs) (laughs) Slam town. (laughs) Oh, yeah, our... but that, that's I think that story perfectly encompasses the fucking bullshit that the restaurant industry has been going through. And to just at the end of the day, see her get fired while the fucking ring kisser goes on to spew his fucking covid droplets another day. And yeah, um, yeah everyone is a goddamn hypocrite who's, you know, in these GOP stupid small town governments. Ugh, it's awful. Um, So speaking of like COVID spraying, can I tell you guys, there was a guy I saw yesterday in Los Feliz, like walking up and down the strip playing a trumpet. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I was like, I was like, my, I mean, I, 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 my mouth was agape under my mask, and I was like, soothing sounds or terrorist act? Like, what is like of all the instruments you could be playing? Like, it shouldn't be something you fucking blow into in this time during yeah, that, COVID. That's not a trumpet. That's a COVID blaster. Okay. <laughs> You, you, you have officially made a COVID bazooka. <laughs> COVID. That's the, that's a COVID t-shirt gun, basically. That's the oh, equivalent. Oh my god. Okay, so you you sent that video yesterday, Andrea, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I didn't I didn't get it. You're like, this probably isn't safe, and I was waiting to see him get like hit by a car because he was standing <laughs> so close to the street. Like I didn't really get it. I was like, oh, is he gonna get taken out? You know, because he's not looking at oncoming traffic or whatever. And now, now I understand playing, playing a horned instrument during a airborne <laughs> pandemic. Hello, this next tune will be played in COVID flat. He's literally going to have the saints come marching into your life when he turns you into an angel. (laughs) Next headline. Uh, We all know it by now. Uh, Outdoor dining is done in Los Angeles. Uh, Good. Good. Indoor dining, probably bit by bit across the country, state by state, will most likely start to close as well. This is something that is absolutely happening and should be happening. Um, And now I think is the time to an Eater LA. Lots of people have brought this up. Brooke, you and I have been talking about this forever. Restaurants need fucking bailouts. They need okay? bailouts. The All of the servers who have been on and off, barely supported, not even being able to get through to get their unemployment, like maybe at the end of the day in nine months, they've gotten a net total of about $1,700 from the government if they even got their stimulus. It's fucking criminal. And yes, because and please don't think we want you to lose your job no because way, Jose. we don't. We want you to be safe and for the government to fucking step up and pay your ass at least $600 a week so we can yeah. get through this and yeah. do it right. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that restaurants are open, but schools are closed. It's crazy. Like across the world, like Australia, Taiwan, Norway, like like basically everything's so much stricter. In France, like the government is paying restaurants to be closed so then they in turn can pay their workers like yes this is how it's happening and we're not just talking about like receiving unemployment there are so many undocumented workers that right. we know that we love that aren't getting shit mm-hmm. they're, they're not, not getting a goddamn dime because they're not entitled to unemployment mm-hmm. so bailouts need to happen yes. you know we um i was listening to the splendid table on kcrw and they were they were comparing the restaurant industry to the airline industry airline industry which has received billions of dollars in bailouts uh the rest, restaurant industry is like four or five times as big makes so much more money employs five times the amount of people as the airline industry you know and it's something where and the eater goes on to say this too in this article that when this is all done and the vaccine happens, all anybody is going to want to do is go to the fucking bars and go out to eat. Mm-hmm. And without help, nothing's going to be open to go back to. Yeah. It's again, I, I try not to get into this. It's not even a conspiracy. It's just the truth. When you are a tipped worker, you are seen as expendable because you're not a corporation because it's easy to punch down on us because we don't have protections or unions and there is a reason that they're willing to risk letting us get sick or go unpaid because we're not seen as mattering and you should be fucking pissed that our government sees this this way and they want it both ways they don't want you to have money or protection but they want to fucking go out to eat which is like oh how's that work out you want to be on the receiving end of a nice meal but don't give a fuck about the people who make that happen for you it's it's true it's so fucking insulting for all of you who have been working through all of this and your restaurant owners frankly who have like risk their lives every single day the people that cook the people that serve the people that are managing the place uh you know spent so much money on partitions extra protections to make that space 
safe because that's what they were told to do. Right. And then when they're shut down, there's no extra help. And that is, it's just, it's a shame and it needs to fucking change. Mm-hmm. It needs to change. The restaurant industry is the most jacked around industry during this entire pandemic. And everyone should be coming out of this fighting and standing together to unionize once and for all. So we can't be fucked with anymore. No way. After we get our big bailouts, we want that bailout and then we're going to unionize. Yes. Yes. Oh, and I do have to say, this isn't funny, but like I heard someone else, like an epidemiologist, a doctor, you know, the reason why even outdoor in a lot of situation is being closed is he's like, have you seen these goddamn lean-tos that they're building on sidewalks, like tarp and tent villages for people. Yeah. Like, they're making the indoors outdoors. Yeah. He's like, they, they, the whole point is air circulation. And like, yeah. he was like having a stroke on air. He was, and again, but it's not, it's not the restaurateurs fault. They're doing what they were told to do, but then it's never been checked in with like an actual scientist because we have a government who's not listening to scientists. And then they come back and they're like, yeah, shut it down. Of course, people are getting sick, even though they're eating outside because they're in like a concealed plastic fucking hazard tent or whatever. And oh, it's just all so sad. And we're so, so sorry. But there is one little bit of good news. And if there's more, please send it our way. Um, Heather, who just keeps writing in from the Irish Jazz Club with the liberal owner. This place is called um, so sorry, this place is called Night Town and this is in Cleveland. Uh, Night Town. Irish Jazz. That is a cool. Did you say an Irish Jazz Club? It's an Irish Jazz Club. We all love our That's why the lady is a Trump. Wait, never. I don't know what accent that was. Let's, Brian, get out. I liked it. I liked it. My guess was that I just popped under the article. Brooke, get in there. Read this. Isn't it so great? So basically, uh, Heather messaged us. She's just said, hey, this just happened to us on Sunday. And there are Cleveland uh, publications talking about it. But basically, a regular customer had his Stella Artois, that was about it, a $7 beer, was there to just support one last time because they had to close on Sunday night for we don't know what amount of time. And then he dropped the check on the owner's table and just said, hey, split this tip among your wait staff. And the owner wasn't wearing his glasses. And so he was like, oh my gosh, thank you. You're so wonderful. And kind of looked at it with his blurry vision like me and thought that it was like $300. He was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, this is so crazy. Put his glasses on. It was $3,000. And chased after the guy and was like, wait, wait, please. This must be a mistake. And he was like, absolutely not. You guys deserve it. And I'll be back as soon as it's safe for you to open. Oh my God. But like how ridiculous that we need these, you know, knights in shining armor pedestrians taking care of one staff for they might each get a little $500 bump from this. Who knows? That still only lasts so long. And it's so ridiculous right. that even the restaurant industry has turned into GoFundMes. Yeah, you know, that's absolutely. our healthcare system is if you get sick, your friends pay for you to go to the hospital. And now when restaurants close, you know, generous entrepreneurs are able to put an extra couple hundred bucks in your pocket, but it's fucked. This system's so broken. For, um, first when, of all, first of all, that yes. guy, that guy, his own stool forever. Like yes. he, gets, he gets his own stool. He gets to pick and his own mug or whatever with his name on it. I, I mean, I, you know, I'm come on. That's pretty sweet. It's it's a great story and I'm hoping I'm it inspired me to think what where can I look around and where can I spread the wealth? I've been very lucky um, during this pandemic to have gotten all the benefits without a hitch. They they you know, I got everything that the government was supposed to give me. My situation is a little different. And, you know, I want to spread the love where I can. I, I can't give someone three grand, but I can go around and, you know, drop maybe some 20s go get a couple hundred out of the bank and just try and 
put 20s in hands wherever I can. Yeah. Um, I would like to put the idea out there, Heather. Heather, are you listening? When this is all over, we can travel again. When we get to go on tour, can we have a show at Nighttown? Yes. Do we? Can we please do a live show at the Irish Jazz Club in Cleveland, please? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, first stop, Nighttown. Then I want to do a live podcast at Bad Decisions in Baltimore. Yeah. Let's yeah. start. Okay, we're mapping our tour. First everyone. Night Town, then Day City, then Afternoon Village, then uh- <laughs> Jay Potter's Cray Potter's. Where'd you get those pay Potter's? Jay Potter's. You, you, you're so much. You, you're giving us so much good like segue. Uh, <laughs> lots of buttons today, James. I mean, I think. Would you like to sing us? Would you like to sing us into some server submitted s- stories? James? Uh, what's it? What's another? jazz song with words look be a lady tonight there you go that's something like that that's perfect i don't even need to do it that was fire i was a little bit scottish but okay moving on let's listen to some server submitted stories all right guys first story today A secret trick to someone who has never worked in a late night kitchen doesn't know is after you clean a grill, place a fajita skillet on the clean grill and you can still cook those last minute orders without doubling the end of the night cleaning. Sounds great, right? (laughs) Well, what about when your DM comes in and orders a grilled chicken breast sandwich and has a deadly allergy to shellfish? The answer to that, kids, is me jamming a needle in my DM's arm because the grill crick cook used the same fajita skillet to cook everything, including the shrimp that were ordered moments before my DM sandwich. (laughs) Just wanted to prove I could write a story that doesn't take a bottle of wine to get through. <laughs> Love the show. Godspeed, good tips, and let's legalize weed in North Carolina. I, See. I know this chicken sandwich is fattening, but I didn't know it could make you double in size. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, come on, the last person who you want to fuck over. Well, to be honest, no. It's good that they kept it in the family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't want, you definitely do not want to send a customer in anaphylactic shock. Um, but this sounds like a real Russian roulette, end of the night grill cook it situation. Really like someone doesn't want to clean the grill again so hard that they're willing to kill somebody. <laughs> All right, this one came in. I thought this one was great. All right. So this is my father's story, not mine, but it's always been one of my favorites from his lifelong career as a commercial baker. My dad routinely had to get up and leave for work around 4 a.m. and would drive to work in his muggle clothes, bringing his baker's uniform along with him to change into when he got to work. One day, he grabbed his freshly laundered uniform out of the stack of laundry on our dryer and headed to work in the dark of the early morning. When he got there, he went into the employee change room where all the bakers were getting into their uniforms for the day. So he pulls out his white baker's pants to put on, and as he shakes them out and gets ready to stick his legs into them, a pair of little girl's panties fall out of them and land on the floor in front of all his male co-workers. Turns out a pair of my little sister's underwear had got stuck in the leg of his pants in the dryer and waited until this moment to make itself known. Yikes. Okay. My poor father was completely humiliated as he sweated and struggled to explain the situation while his coworkers stared and wondered if they needed to report him to authorities. Oh, no. I know. Just one of many funny tales I got to hear over the years. My dad's retired now. He lives with severe back pain and has needed surgery on multiple tendons and joints in his hips and legs due to long hours standing in his clogs. In addition to all the usual burns and cuts that happen when you're shoveling things in and out of a million degree commercial oven all fucking day. Working in restaurants, bakeries, and coffee shops is certainly not for the faint of heart. Love your podcast. Thank you for making us laugh even about the hard stuff. Draco Boylesque. Cool name. First of all, great, great name, Draco. Yeah. And and also, what what pervert wants a clean pair of children's panties? (laughs) Right. I think... (laughs) (laughs) Or, or takes 
the time to out himself in front of his coworkers by being like, is that like the serial killer who like wants to get caught, you know? <laughs> right. He Guys. keeps dropping Polaroids of the, the bodies he's left behind. Oh, whoops. I would I would have done the thing where I would have been like, oh, silly me. These are mine. And just like screamed while I yeah, put, like pulled them off. put them on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I actually in gym class when I was a, a like little boy, maybe second grade, my gym clothes had a pair of my mom's underwear inside them, and they kind of came out while I was running, and I was <laughs> mortified. So I shoved them down the front of my pants, <laughs> like you know, just like quick hid them. Um, oh, and that's why they call you James Panty Pants. Yeah, that's why to they, this day old oh. panty wieners here. <laughs> but so I get it. It was embarrassing. I, I understand his pain. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Love the pod. You get me through my overnight baking job with equal parts PTSD and joy. I've been in food service for 23 years now, working both front and back of house. I spent seven summers running popcorn stands at Saratoga Racetrack in upstate New York. It being my summer job through high school and then doing it on top of whatever job I had after I graduated. Did fine dining in a retirement community for a bit, then decided, fuck these rotten rich geezers. (laughs) Switched to delivering pizzas and moved my way into the kitchen eventually. Fast forward to my early 20s. I'm, I'm working overnight baking for donkeys. My my stepdad is a member of the Knights of Columbus. Think Elks Club or Lions Club, but way more Catholic. And they would do Friday fish yes. Friday night fish fries during Lent. My mom would be the server for like 25 tables by herself. Wow. Eventually, eventually, she got me to do, do it too, even though I hated it. We weren't paid except for the tips we made. Luckily, anyone who came in knew this and generally tipped pretty well. And we're also usually super nice with us walking out with like $100 every Friday after pooling and splitting. As you can imagine, it was a sea of tartar sauce and lemons. The last day I ever worked as a server happened thus. We were slammed as usual, me hating every second, just counting it down until we were done and could drink for free and usually deaf more than one. I was heading out of the kitchen with a tray that had at least 20 ramekins of tartar sauce and an equal amount of lemon sides on it. I misjudged the distance going around the incoming door and got this tray just, just smashed into my face. (laughs) Every ramekin went flying, covering me from the tits up with white creamy goodness and sending lemons down my shirt. It was my breaking point. I immediately burst into tears and had to try to compose myself in dry storage for a good five minutes, cleaned myself up and eventually finished out the night and drank my face off. (laughs) The next night at Donkey's, I told my manager that he was by no means to ever give me Friday night off again. Then told my mom, sorry, can't do it, gotta work. I didn't leave her stranded. I had some server friends who took over and were much better than I was anyways. We still joke about my tartar sauce money shot to this day and how it's the closest I'll ever get to that particular act, considering how super duper gay I am. (laughs) Godspeed, good tips, and put gaffing tape on the floor where the door swings out. Jen. Oh God! Well, now she knows. Now she knows what it's like to make love to an old sea captain. (laughs) (laughs) Here comes Uh, the tartar sauce. (laughs) 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 I swear to God, I love this story so much. Like it just paints a picture so much, especially working with your mom doing this and Uh. being roped into it. And the, the Catholic Friday night fish fry is just a thing in general, not even Lent. That is just, you know, that's a go-to thing in Catholic communities. That's my grandparents and my dad, how they grew up. And uh, boy, oh, that's boy. when you look forward to it is during Lent. You're like, even even not being a Catholic, I was like, can I go with you guys to this fish fry during Lent? Please. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> in, in Omaha, the mayor sometimes would serve you the fish because they'd go around from fish fry to fish fry. And I remember... 
this is going to mean nothing to nobody, but I'm going to tell you. Hal Dobb served me some fish. He was <laughs> not to be a total star fucker, but I'm pretty sure he sucks a lot lately too. So I'm just I'm yeah, just he sucks. Say, anyway, as far as when it comes to like mask mandates and and whatnot, and yeah, caring. So, uh, great fucking story, Jen. Thanks you guys so much as always for sending those server submitted stories our way. If you have any gems, nightmares, chestnuts, PTSD well, yeah. stories, honestly, start start thinking along the lines of crazy holiday sort of uh, foot traffic and all the shitty stuff that pops up. I mean, granted, it's probably and hopefully not going to be this year, but that doesn't mean you haven't been terrorized by, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas crowds in the past. So we want to hear it. um, And you guys go ahead and shoot those server submitted stories uh, to sideworkpod at gmail.com. Hey guys, to get us into the spirit for today's topic, uh, let's start out with a little submission from my brother in North Carolina. Hey, Sidework Podcast. This is Brad, Brooks' brother. I'm calling from Charlotte, North Carolina. In the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, I worked at Whole Foods Market in the meat and seafood department. And Thanksgiving was utter chaos because of the damn turkeys. We would take orders. I don't even think there was web ordering going on at the time. So it was just nonstop phone ringing in our department and people coming into the store and and, and submitting their orders. There was a whole spiel you had to go through, you know, helping people pick the size of bird for for, for how many guests they're having. And we had different types of turkeys. So that just complicated matters having to go through all the different types. And then the real chaos came... Uh, I want to say because these were fresh turkeys, mind you. So nobody wanted that frozen shit. You know, these Whole Foods customers are not going to, they don't want that frozen shit. So anyway, the turkey truck would come, I want to say maybe early the week of Thanksgiving. And it was just thousands of pounds of turkeys that we had to unload from this truck into our cooler. It was so much work. And I was so young and like strapping at the time. And it was just backbreaking. Uh you know, there were hundreds of these turkeys and each box probably weighed 80 to 100 pounds. Anyway, it was this whole process of sorting them out by weight, uh, labeling them, pricing them, matching them up with the poundage of who wanted what. And uh, <laughs> and then, the, you know, a few days before up until, you know, that Wednesday before Thanksgiving, it was just all hands on deck, hundreds of people coming in for their orders. Uh, it was turkey chaos. That poor kid. He's divorced and available, ladies. <laughs> and he's hunky. I've met him. He is hunky. Uh, just think about Brooke, but hunky. Uh, <laughs> I've been described as a handsome lady. So, yeah, man, you know, I think you're hot. I'm just saying I wouldn't I wouldn't call you hunky. I'd call you chunky. I call you. No. My boy, sketchbook oh is filled with sketches of what Brooke might look like with a dong. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, great. Oh, let's, let, well, so let's talk about that's one nightmare scenario. Let's talk about the other two nightmare scenarios we're bringing to the table today. Guys, oh. I mean, we've talked about Thank Turkey Day, you know, uh, last year. And I think in the first season, we touched on it a little bit. And so, of course, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But it's the bookend disaster days on either side of Turkey Day, which, you know, we're going to go ahead and call Blackout Wednesday and Black Friday. Yeah, this is a real shit sandwich of a weekend. <laughs> I mean, oh, fucking boy, oh, boy. So let's just start with Blackout Wednesday. Uh, first of all, if you guys didn't know, Blackout, referring to the type of drunk you get on this day, mm-hmm. is a coined term for the biggest bar night of the year, which falls on Thanksgiving Eve. Ugh. I mean, it is coined an unofficial drinking holiday. Yeah. It's called drinks giving, you know, all these horrible names. And I do feel the fear that surrounds a bartender's heart. Just the icy cold clench of <laughs> prepping for that Wednesday night bar night when everyone's like, let's get together with our old high school friends. Oh, yeah. Let's set the scene, shall we? Remember, uh, the, remember the touchdown that we did? <laughs> you're right. Exactly. <laughs> College kids or whoever, you know, I think typically it is young kids fresh into college or in college back for Thanksgiving weekend. They decide to meet up with their 
their old chums at the bar, uh, and people get fucking hammered. Hammer town. I mean, it is just the who's who of the local shithole dive bar. Uh, in the Chicago suburbs, no fucking surprise. <laughs> Blackout Wednesday is more popular than New Year's Eve and St. Patrick's Day. Wow. Oh. All right. To the point where I was like, oh, should we make a movie out of this? But they already fucking make one. They made one. It's called Drinksgiving. Uh, you can you can watch it. It, it exists. <laughs> I mean, OK. And like, hey, like we'll put a pin in it real quick too. like, hey, you guys, we understand how bad this is in regular years. And this year, oh, my God, all oh my of the God. people who are not going to stay home. It's literally going to be a two for one COVID all night. And then you can take it to Thanksgiving with your hangover the next day and finally kill your aunt with leukemia. <laughs> I hate, I the one that, that you complain about having to hang out with anyway, I'm sure. I cannot like I am so scared for what's going to happen tomorrow night and then we'll get into why Friday is hopefully going to be better because people aren't allowed to go into stores. But ugh, anyways, dude, it is I mean, it is just so nutty and think about it, too. So this wasn't even just college after I was out of college for years living in New York City, there was still a steadfast group of townies who never left Rochester, Michigan, who were like, we're posting up at Mr. B's on Wednesday night, you know, get away from the kids for the night. Like we were all in our late 20s, still getting together, flying in from all over the country. So think about that. People flying in or driving in from all over the state or the state next door to fucking drink and blow COVID trombones in one another's <laughs> face. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, just so they can like relive, rehash some sort of fucking memory that they latch onto. I, I mean, I'm sure the the movie they made made out of this is like you know talking about like old high school memories, the guy you always wanted to make out with but never did. But really, in reality, it's just a bunch of people who work at a restaurant trying to just avoid like five deep at the bar, Ugh. fucking stale beer smelling, disgusting bathroom having. Oh, I can't even fucking. There's a whole, there are several articles, you guys. It's so many. This is blowing my mind. Like useful guides, like how to prepare your bar for Blackout Wednesday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And they're fucking like one is like uh, help guests host Blackout Wednesday at home. They're like creative, a bundle of fall beers that they can just take with them so they don't have to be in your face at the bar is one of them. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. Yeah, but I mean, at home, you don't have that little game that sits at the end of the bar where you have to find the differences between the two naked ladies. Oh, That's very true. Please, naked lady photo hunt. I may still have a high score in East Lansing, Michigan <laughs> at the peanut barrel. So anyways, shout out peanut barrel. Those of you who know, no. So on the side of in normal times, I'm not talking about now. It's ridiculous. But in normal times when there's not a pandemic, I, I mean, I've gone out for many of that Wednesday, like being back home. And there is sort of that that feeling of nostalgia and fall and sadness and like you're reflective around this time of year it's the beginning and you just want to wash it down with booze and for one night just be like remember when we were kings of the world right and, right, and right. so, there, you know, everybody falls prey to that sort of like nostalgia. And also, yeah, I remember coming back from Chicago and being like, I'm going to show them what this big city kid's up to. And like, oh, you mean when I would call this coming home from New York and I'd call it the victory lap? Because I'm like, <laughs> Look at I'm me. like, I came from New York. I, here I am. I guess I would wear like my edgiest outfit so someone would be like, where are you from? I'd be like, actually, I'm a local, but I live in Manhattan. I don't know if you know a little town called Manhattan. Um, my, apart and my, apartment, my apartment's three foot by three foot. But <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, think about a, a bar, a restaurant that has to deal with like 300 people all feeling the same feeling. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same time. 
Exactly. I mean, I'm going to go back to those lists where they're recommending how to like prepare. One is to use plastic beverageware. Don't even think about having glass present with these fucking fools in your face. Someone's going to get cut and hurt. Uh, Someone's going to get something smashed into their face. These are, this is a very real. You just need to put it in something that won't hurt people or they can't hurt themselves with. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Hire bouncers for the night. I mean, again, shit's going to get crazy. It's going to be an all hands on deck situation and you'll probably need some muscle. (laughs) If something comes down to it, Uh, don't let people drive drunk. This is one thing that I've read through like the whole um, looking at Blackout Wednesday is mad moms against drunk driving are like hell bent to abolish this quote unquote holiday there. They hate it. (laughs) Is it is it like are the numbers like just insanely insanely higher exponentially insane yeah drunk driving is is huge on this night i mean and i i am hoping now obviously we've had about you know seven to eight years of ride sharing apps which absolutely have you know saved lives revolutionized but you know you might have people coming into town who are like, man, man's place is just up the hill or yeah. whatever. And are just like, I can make it, you know, I and had the keys to this, my mom's station wagon right here, guys, let's go. Like, it's just so crazy, but also there should be like, uh, like a list, the same list should apply to all of these rideshare drivers on blackout Wednesday too. like extra cleaning supplies, anticipate solutions to emergencies, hire a bouncer for your car. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone gets in. Know if someone's drunk or not. That's like on the list too. Be able to anticipate if someone's too intoxicated or not. <laughs> Actually, oh, you may have just unintent or you may have just come up like with a great idea. Like Uber bouncers or um Lyft bouncers. You could have somebody ride with you all night. Yeah, write that down. Um, Uber bouncer. You know, somebody to ride in your passenger seat. Um, I don't know. It's not a terrible idea. I mean, I guess it's you don't. It's not a terrible idea. I guess you don't want to pay them. <laughs> out, 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 <laughs> out of your own well, like, money. I, but. I, I, I think it's the kind of night where it's like that's just tacked on to your your fee of, you of being able to get home safely. Well, um, well, because on on like New Year's Eve, et cetera, this should be another price gouging night because the demand is so high and, um. Also, oh my God, can you picture it? You know how bouncers throw people out the front of the bar? <laughs> they throw you out of a moving vehicle. <laughs> and don't come back. Oh boy. You're I... 86, pal. The whole like anticipating emergency situations makes me think that like there's just bars that are like running drills all year for Blackout Wednesday. <laughs> They're just like, all right, that's it. We got five feet at the door. Wait, someone vomits on the bar. What do you do? What do you do? Like, uh, maybe maybe that's where the National Reserve of PPE went. Is like everyone hoarding it at their bars, getting ready for Blackout Wednesday. Yeah, you gotta you gotta keep your like spidey sense up. Like everybody comes in nice and ready to have a good time, but you gotta like keep your eyes. What guy? Um, you know, you have to be ready to cut people off like before it becomes a problem. And yes, you know, or after like a said number of drinks. You like fashion them a collar that they put on that has a, a bag hanging off of it so that if they start to lose their cool, they can just oh. be like, oh, excuse me, just sort of like a feedback. Like yeah, like the a barf feedback bag. you can barf into. Actually, Man. and for bars, this night might be a good night for even if you don't serve food there, like get the frozen pizzas going all night, like cut them up, <laughs> put them on the bar. It's true. I This is the kind of night where you're just like, no, we're only serving these three things on the menu and like these are the only and we're not serving shots like this is kind of i i think precautions like this are taken in bars across the country it's amazing or and maybe even lay out lay out trays sheet trays of your dry bread you know <laughs> just just my, aunt, my famous aunt bread your now, aunt bread now what's that stuff moving around on there what is that pepper oh okay it's pe- it's moving pepper <laughs> anyway, do you think Jake's going to be here tonight? I always liked him in high school. Do you think he's going to be here? I think tonight's the night. <laughs> I'm hot now. I moved from Tulsa to Oklahoma City. <laughs> 
I'm coming I'm, back and I'm going to show him what a big city lady looks like. Meanwhile, James, I'm picturing the former like popular quarterback in the corner, but he's in that iron lung machine that you were in in the top of the show. And he's like, go long, go long. I remember still that. got it. Somebody put another daiquiri dampened sponge into my mouth. <laughs> it's really good. It's good to see him out. It's good to see you out tonight. I'm glad you came out. It's great to see you. Tyler, we've all been thinking about you. And then I like turn to Brooke. And I'm like, I'm going to sit on that guy's face. Later. <laughs> <laughs> no air. No air. Memories. I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven. (laughs) Meanwhile, this is it. There's 3,000 people doing this while like two people man the bar in the same place. You know, this this is the scenarios we're setting up for you. So Blackout Wednesday, uh, definitely the kickoff to the insane holiday season in the service industry uh and if we want to segue to the other slice of bread sandwiching turkey day uh would be blackout i'm sorry black (laughs) friday just black friday but for some people it's also blackout friday because someone punched them so that they could get an air fryer yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's true it'd also be like crushed to death friday (laughs) trample trampoline trank trample giving tramp giving flat friday because that i i acted in a way i didn't expect friday (laughs) i didn't i didn't know i didn't know i cared so much about plasma screens friday i didn't know i had it in me friday (laughs) (laughs) i think uh, honey i think i've been arrested friday Uh, this is a tradition, I will say. I could not be fucking happier is being put put to a halt this year. I I Dude. just Dude. I can't. I, I mean can't. they 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 gave that the 86 weeks ago and it is true that cyber online sales are like at a massive all-time high and you know good good just like please like come on come on uh what's it called best buy just deep discounts that we can get online ship it to us and then no one just has to get in a big trampoline super spreader event over toaster ovens oh my god it was Um, already the worst of humanity you know Yo, yeah, absolutely. There have been times in my life where I have closed a bar down uh, working there and then gone home, driven home through a suburb uh, where I lived in Omaha and seen people online waiting for Black Friday deals. Oh, yeah. Um, like at, at 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning, people out. Like we just pass like ships in the night. <laughs> it, it's just so nuts that like. Okay, I don't love this holiday. I don't love Thanksgiving, what it stands for, but I am for if it's time to give thanks just in general, see your friends, see your family. Wonderful. But Black Friday, people have started like, they're like, thanks for the turkey. It's 3 p.m. We got to split and go get in line. Yeah. <laughs> like people just leaving mid-afternoon to go wait in line somewhere overnight or that they'll start at midnight. They'll do crazy shit like that. And to me, it's just really disgusting. And jokes on them because they're going to get super tired on the <laughs> on the way there. Because the turkey? Because of the tryptophan. <laughs> just a little history. The earliest evidence uh, of the phrase Black Friday originated in Philly, where it was used by police to describe heavy pedestrian and car traffic that would occur the day after Thanksgiving. So this dates back to like 1961. Um, The phrase became more widespread uh, and a popular explanation became that the day represented the point of the year when retailers began to turn a profit going from red into black. Right. Jeez. right. So there's that. I just think of the darkness. I think black. I think darkness. (laughs) (laughs) My soul is black right now. Just hearing that. And I'm like, so there's like this other this Business Insider article that that you posted is basically in October, big box stores that do these sales basically put new recruits that they've hired into training in October to prep them 
for Black Friday. And you're sitting here going like, we can get this organized so people can get fucking Nintendo Switch, but we are being obliterated by COVID because we won't wear a mask. Yeah. And if you guys want an idea what that training looks like, just watch the first 30 minutes of Full Metal Jacket (laughs) and you'll have an idea. As to as to what goes into training for Black Friday, like sir, yes sir, military precision coming down the line. We've got. I mean, I just don't even know. If, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna look for a really good deal on a refrigerator, but like, you know, that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I love a deal. Well, that's the that's the point of it is we're all being baited, you know. And this the big box stores keep folding, which is crazy. And it makes me wonder if like the restaurant industry were to like kind of get into this be like we have the cheapest we have the cheapest wings you could ever imagine they're a penny and then people will be like oh we really really gotta line up for these wings and like instead of opening at 6 a.m they keep rolling it back because mm-hmm. that's what these stores do they're like well i guess we're open at five and now four and now things are midnight you know yeah. in some places like it's fucking crazy it's a ew. talk about being in the weeds can you imagine just people screaming and pushing people over and like it's, blood being drawn yeah what do you do that's what happens i mean people behave like monsters and i mean knife fights break out women punch each other out women punch men men punch women like there are no rules when it comes to consumerism now this sounds a lot like blackout wednesday as well they're really one in the same when you think about it it's just a different blood sport for somebody you know pick your poison that's why that's why i make sure i'm first in line and i go in and i just start licking stuff and i'm like that one's mine i licked it that one's mine i licked it i licked them i licked it all have you wait but if you guys you guys have like never participated did you have family members that would like get up and get in line that's not that's not my family we're not you know Um, we don't get that excited over tvs I have a very dear friend who we all know, or at least Andrea does, who um, was huge about the video game ones because a lot of video games drop. Uh, So he would get up at like four in the morning on Thanksgiving and go to the stores. But I I don't know if you ever had like a a tussle or anything, but I know that he was a dedicated Black Friday. Got it. It's a, a lot. You know, my family doesn't do it either. Um, my mom just believes there's deals 365 at Costco. So she just relies on that. <laughs> she doesn't need a, she doesn't need one day of the year to get a big deal at Costco. She has all year and a membership card she carries. Uh, well, That's I true. hope this year specifically too, just with like being forced to stay home. The fact that, the, you know, these, these retail outlets will not open their doors, which is really great. So instead of doing that, get like, get a little more creative online because what happens is like, obviously cyber Monday comes up, but it's been going on the entire month of November. Um, but it's usually small business Tuesday, but anything before that, anyone who is an independently owned business, they're going to do like deep discounts or do some specials because we're all trying to wheel and deal and hustle and make money because it's been so hard to do that this year. And how about instead of being a corporate piece of shit to companies that don't need your money? I mean, I get it. I'm going to get a refrigerator, all right? But I'm also going to support artists on Etsy, anything local where someone really, really could use your shopping money if you have it. You totally. Know? And that's usually uh, the, the small business Saturday is is usually how yes. that is advertised. Brooke, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm really disappointed in you that you're not getting a small mom and pop made refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, it's made out of cardboard and I, I wasn't going to, I'm glad you said something, James, because I didn't want to be that asshole. I'm um, I, I would say for anybody out there who is disappointed that they can't get in line and, you know, really, really claw their way to the prize this year, you should just set up an obstacle course in your backyard, you know, maybe get mm-hmm. some, some trash cans, some pillows, uh, maybe stick a face, a couple faces on there and just Get in there and just take out all your aggression. <laughs> just bayonet, rip ba- bayonet them right in the neck. <laughs> uh, we feel so much for our fellow servers. You know, like clearly your indoor shift is being cut or it's been shut down altogether. The outdoor is gone and other situations also because it's just flat, flat out snowing in the Midwest already at this point. And oh, yeah. 
we just hear you, we feel for you, we want to be loud voices and amplify other loud voices who are demanding a restaurant bailout and stimulus. But um, that aside, this is a scary fucking next stretch of days coming up. And uh, that's why hopefully we're posting this episode a little early. But stay safe, do the right thing. And not to be super dark, but if the disease <laughs> progresses the way it's supposed to, everyone getting together over these next several days means the rate of infection can take up to 14 days. And at that point, the worst of it is usually two to three weeks out if you're really, really bad with COVID. And that means we're going to be watching our loved ones literally die on Christmas. I'm not being dark, but it's fucking real. I, I just don't know how better to put it. Like, seriously, sit, think and do the math. Um, people are lit there. It's going to be Black Christmas. So and that's going to now be coined in the history books forever. So it's worth it um, to stay home, stay safe keep your family members healthy and safe this is so sad and weird sorry I apologize. no <laughs> no, I, no i mean i'm glad we're sad. saying it and we should be talking about it you know especially if it's something where i just think we all have to kind of think that we're the ones that could give it to other people so just do your your best to protect other people you know and hopefully they will do the same for you um also if you happen to be working at a restaurant that's still open um on thanksgiving i thank you thank you thanks for working a holiday during a fucking pandemic on top of all the other holiday shit that you have to deal with um i really i really hope everybody treats you right um and that you stay safe for sure oh my god and we want to hear about it if they treat you oh right or they're rotten write us Please, we love, we want to hear the dirt. There's sadness, but there's also so much goodness, you guys. There certainly is. I oh, hope you all get a $3,000 tip this week. Awesome. Well, you guys, again, thank you so much for listening. Like we are always saying, any stories that you have from this weekend, the holiday, more memories, send them our way. Uh, check out all the other shows over on Last Podcast Network. Join our Patreon. We're over 30 members now. Uh, it's really fun. We just dropped another uh, exclusive episode and we live streamed it this time. So you get to see our dumb faces uh, being funny. I know it's pretty great. And yeah. we have our first round of merch showing up in a few days and Andrew and I are going to model it. And if mm -hmm. it passes military muster, we're going to order some so you guys can do practice small business and uh, get T-shirts from yours truly as great gifts. For and someone you ladies, I just about. got my side work thong in the mail and I can't take it off. Oh, I, thanks, James. I literally can't it. take it off. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine, help! Help! And she's like, I'm not going anywhere near that. Maybe uh, when we first started dating, maybe. <laughs> uh, James, you are a true delight uh, in our hearts, in our lives, and on the podcast. Thank you so much again for joining us. This is, and I'm sure we'll see you again soon. Yeah, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll Zoom you on Thanksgiving, but thank you for always uh, hosting it. And thank you, you guys, for always being my buddies. I love you. You're my family away from family. Thanks for having me. You you ladies are the greatest. Awesome. And you guys, right. you know, you know what, you know what we say. Godspeed and good tips. Tips. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Aww, stay safe and healthy, you guys. We love you.